Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay. Unless you're really good at it. Welcome to the Scofflaws, History of Law and Disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me as always is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. So, Kate, I was at the store the other day, and there is a travesty that is happening. There is an outright Uh-oh. murder of IP that is happening at Five Below. Oh? There was a candy there that was labeled as unicorn horns. It was candy corn. <laughs> We are, we are subjected to candy corn only for one month of the year. They're trying to spread that out like the virus that it is. Well, it's candy corn season, so, I mean, they can just call it candy corn. They can, but they're not. They're calling it unicorn horn so that they can start spreading it back through the rest of the year. We don't need more candy corn. No one eats it anyway. I know several people who eat it. I, it, it, it's... Waxy sugar, and I hate it. I don't particularly like it myself. Gross. That's a gross thing you just said. What? I don't particularly like it myself? Oh, I thought I thought you said you do like it. Alright, never mind No, that. I have like three. I have three a year, and then I'm good. <laughs> oh, God, it's such awful candy. Like, I prefer the, the wax bottles of fruit juice over can- uh, candy corn. But those are actually good. Yeah, the wax bottles are actually pretty good. Alright, um... What were we talking about? Oh yeah, this is Bonnie and Clyde Part 2, isn't it? Yes, it is. Alright, well I'm super into hearing how that whole uh, fracas ends, but before that we have a Florida Man alert. Alright, there were actually a few here that I thought were really... Really good ones, and I'm trying to decide which one's the best Florida Man alert to uh, uh, toss out here. I think it's this one. Florida Man impersonates FBI agent, harasses homeowner, leaves live catfishes in the driveway, and flees on bicycle. Okay. Just I love how the headline tells the whole story. It does. It does tell the whole story, but really, how do you summarize that story? I think I, I, I There's a lot it's, happening it's, there. It's a journey, and I love that part of the journey is he had to get live catfish to put on this person's driveway. Uh-huh. I would say who does that, but obviously it's Florida Man who does that. That is very true. You are very correct. <laughs> All right, so back to Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, uh, any idea where we left off? Um, I think where we left off was that the FBI had uh, gotten a lead on one of the cars they abandoned in Minnesota? Yeah, Michigan. Michigan, one of the M1s. 
Yes. So, at this point, law enforcement were very interested in apprehending the Bonnie and Clyde gang. It's called the Barrow Gang. The Barrow Gang. Yes. So, they have... They avoided capture for, like, a year or two, but then they had a shootout in Iowa in 1933, and this was a pretty fateful shootout. Also called the one thing that happened in Iowa. (laughs) A lot of crime has happened in Iowa. Of course it has. What else is there to do in Iowa? Tip cows? Oh no, that's Wisconsin. Yeah, no, that, that's that's the Wisconsin motto. Get drunk, tip cows. Never tipped a cow. Well, I, I also live in Illinois. I never peed in a cornfield, but hey, here we are. You haven't? Peed in a cornfield? I've done that in Wisconsin. I've done it in Wisconsin. <laughs> All right. So, shoot out <laughs> in Iowa. <laughs> um... This this is where things kind of went down. So Buck Barrow uh, was fatally wounded, and his wife Blanche was captured. I forgot his name was Buck Barrow. Yup, Buck is Clyde's brother. His first name uh, is Ivan. Ivan Buck Barrow. Mm-hmm. So he's shot down, wife's arrested. Yes. And W.D. Jones was also part of the gang, uh, was mistaken for Pretty Boy Floyd and was captured in late 1933 in Texas. And Bonnie and Clyde are the last two left of the Barrow Gang. The founders and last surviving members. Yep. So in November 1933, a trap was set by the Dallas, Texas sheriff and... An attempt to capture Bonnie and Clyde was laid. I I like that even though their entire gang was captured or killed, they decided that it wasn't worth picking up and moving locations. They still stayed in Texas. Texas is a big state. It it is a big state, but it's still a single contiguous state. That is very true. So Bonnie and Clyde... We're driving into this trap set by Dallas police officers, but they escaped gunfire. They didn't get hurt. Wow. wow, these are a couple of very lucky MFers. Yup, they just keep getting more lucky. Basically. <laughs> hey. The dog no. agrees. <laughs> so basically... They, after that, they held up an attorney, took his car, they went to Miami, Oklahoma. There's a Miami, Oklahoma. Of course there is. Yep, and then December 1933, they held up and robbed a citizen in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's, okay. I mean, apparently they caught on to the fact that Texas was hot and took a big triangle, but... Yeah, okay. I dig that. (laughs) Um, In January 1934, one of their biggest jobs that they've ever done was breaking out five prisoners from Eastham State Prison Farm in Waldo, Texas. And back to Texas. So, okay, so were they trying to, like, rebuild their gang? Was that it? Um, not quite. 
So they were liberating... They were liberating Raymond Hamilton, who was a member of the gang originally, who was serving a sentence of more than 200 years. I love sentences like that. We're going to sentence you to three times your lifespan. It's better than... It's better than being hanged, so... Yeah, I suppose. So, there's a... This prison was known by Clyde. He used to he used to be there as a hellhole. It was awful. I'm I'm sorry. Right now I'm just thinking, well, what if like a vampire got sentenced to that sort of sentence? Do they just watch him like not aging over 200 years and like this dude has been here for 198 years and he still looks 27. What are we going to do? We know as soon as he gets out, he's going to start biting people again. These are only things that only you think about. I I doubt that, but I kind of don't. Also, that oh. sounds like a like a like some sort of like uh oh god, what was the name of that book series? Um, Anita Blake. That sounds like an Anita Blake plot before it just all turned into softcore pornography. Okay, I've never heard of it. Um, how do I sum it up? Um. Female detective starts out serious cop drama, turns into softcore porn. Like, around, like, book six, I think. Well, when you have that many books, you kind of run out of things to talk about. Alright, we can uh, we can chalk it up to that, sure. Um, so basically, back to Bonnie and Clyde, this... They, they liberated five prisoners, and... Bonnie helped Clyde. It was mostly Clyde, but apparently Bonnie Parker accompanied him. Two guards were shot by the escaping prisoners with automatic pistols, which Barrow brought them, and... Well, I hope they weren't already in the prison. Otherwise, it's not a very good prison. Well, no, they got into the prison. And then, as the prisoners ran, Barrow covered their retreat with bursts of machine gun fire. All right, so he went to old Mach- uh, Machine Gun Joe. Yes. And that's how they started 1934. All right, uh, Barrel Gang version 2.0. In, uh, in April 1934, they encountered two young highway patrolmen near Grapevine, Texas, and shot those patrolmen before they could draw their guns. All right, and all right, good start for the new gang. Yep, uh, five days later... They mortally wounded a constable in Miami, Oklahoma, and also abducted the the police chief who they wounded. (laughs) That is some straight-up Batman villain shit right there. We are going to abduct the chief of police. Exactly. Who came up with their their heist plans? Was it the Joker? Uh, It was Clyde. It was all Clyde. Clyde was the (laughs) proto-Joker. Well, these, they were sensationalized a lot. Oh, wait, no, 34. I'm trying to think of when the Joker, like, was, like, premiered. Because he was, he was super early. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But anyway. So, So throughout all these murders and robberies, the FBI only cared about that they were being charged, or that Bonnie and Clyde were transporting a stolen automobile. Of course, you gotta nail them on the one thing. 
vis a vis Al Capone and tax evasion. Yep. <clears throat> doesn't, yep. Doesn't matter that he decided to take one Valentine's Day, line up a bunch of people, and cut them half in half with a machine gun. No, oh. get them on tax evasion. It's the 30s, yo. Yep. So, Bonnie and Clyde in mid-April were located by FBI agents, and then they were followed. And this is the lead-up to their death. This is... This is the beginning of the end, my friend. Exactly. Also, I just looked it up. The Joker didn't hit comics until February 1951. Hmm. So, Clyde was the Joker before there was a Joker, apparently. Apparently. Did he ever try to poison a town via fish? <laughs> no. He didn't go that so big. So close. So close. So, FBI agents found out that... Bonnie and Clyde, along with some of their accomplices, had staged a party in Black Lake, Louisiana in May of 1934, and they were due to return to the area of Louisiana that they were staying two days later. At least they were smart enough to get out of Texas. Yes. I mean, Louisiana isn't that far over, but at least they moved out of the area where they knew that stings were happening. Yeah. So, to end our story, before dawn on May 23rd, 1934, police officers from Louisiana and Texas, including Texas Ranger Frank Hamer, concealed themselves on the highway near Sales, I can't say that, near a highway in Louisiana, and Bonnie and Clyde appeared in their automobile. A wild Bonnie and, and Clyde appear. Yes, and they were killed instantly by the police officers opening fire. Alright, was this just on the highway or were they like at a location? No, this was on the highway. They were ambushed. And there were something like 30, 30 gunshots each. Like from each officer or 30 gunshots going into each of them? Going into each body. Oof, a dupe. That is a lot of lead. Yes. They, their car was, kind of traveled around the country for people to see it for a while. It looked real gruesome. And her dress was on display. I don't know if it still is, but it was on display with the bloodstains still in it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's a gruesome tableau, but that's amazing that they decided to do that. What was who who set up this traveling roadshow of misery? Was this was this the FBI just doing a victory lap, or was there some P.T. Barnum motherfucker who just decided, you know what, we're gonna make this thing a thing? It was more of a P.T. Barnum thing. Gotcha. Okay, so someone just managed to get their hands on that car and dress and just just paraded them around. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Again, oh, excuse me, it wasn't... Sorry, go ahead. No, again, grisly, but lovely. So, researchers aren't actually 100% sure on how many times Bonnie and Clyde were shot, some have said that they were shot more than 50 times each. Some claim closer to 50 times total. 
Uh, that's the thing I love about historians is the fact that they'll argue over things like how many bullets went into these bodies. Yes, we do. And fun, gruesome, morbid fact of this. Uh, the Undertaker had a difficult time embalming the bodies because of all the bullet holes. It just kept leaking. Mm-hmm. Also, here's where my brain went. When you said Undertaker, I didn't think the practitioner of preserving bodies for burial. I thought the wrestler. <laughs> like, this what? is the difference between us two. Well, like, what what does what does the Undertaker have to do with Bonnie Clay? Did he buy the car? What was that? Did he buy the car? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I I just have a weird brain. Yeah, it was well, it was it was. So the bodies weren't pulled from the car immediately. So the car was brought to the wait. Hold trailer. up. They shot them while they were in the car. Were they just waiting for any car to drive by so they could just fill it with lead? They knew what kind of car Clyde was driving, and they could recognize Bonnie and Clyde immediately. They had photographs. Okay. I'm just... Imagine how bad it would have been if someone just had that same kind of car and just drove by that highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been bad. Oh, that would have been so Ooh, bad. twist of fate. So... Big twist of fate here. A young undertaker who helped with the embalming and things was asked to come and identify the bodies. And this um, this undertaker and a woman named Sophia Stone had been kidnapped by the Barrow Gang in 1933, so the year before, almost to the day. And... Parker apparent Bonnie Parker apparently left when Darby, the undertaker, said his profession, and she remarked that maybe someday he would be working on her. She Lovely. predicted her own future. Well, that, that's that's something grim to say. <laughs> and this is the story of Bonnie and Clyde. It is. I looked up the car. Uh, apparently, okay. it's. Apparently, it's still on display at some casino in Prim, Nevada. Yes. Which, calling back to the last episode, that's where the knockoff museum is in Fallout, New Vegas. It's in Prim. Yeah. I wonder why they went with. Well, I know why they went when why they went with knockoffs because it's not like our our universe that Fallout takes place in. But it's just funny they decided to keep the town that the the museum's in in the same place. Well, there's a reproduction of the car, I think, in the Museum of Death down in uh down in Louisiana. Wait, there's a Museum of Death in Louisiana? Yes. I know that I knew there was one in Mexico, but I didn't know that there was one in Louisiana too. Yes. Oh shit, now I have to go to two different museums of death now. <laughs> the one in Louisiana you don't need a passport for. Oh, I already have a passport, so that's not a problem. Oh. Although it's probably expired at this point. That was like five years ago. Anyway. They, it takes them ten years to expire. Oh. Huh. Well, I guess I still have a passport then. Yes, you do. All right. So that's, uh, that's Bonnie and Clyde. I'm looking at the car right now. I don't know if it was repainted, but it's got some sort of psychedelic trippy paint job on it. Which, if you're oh. trying to stay undercover, is really a bad choice. I don't 
think that was the paint color. Oh, uh, no, it looks like this is just an effect of the the glass. My mistake. <laughs> it looks like it's just, like, green. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, it could also have just been repainted. Either way. All right. Uh, so that's Bonnie and Clyde, and, uh, yeah, I don't have any bullshit for the end of the episode. Um, you, you have anything, Kate? Uh, no, my dog is currently begging to be released from this apartment prison. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll wrap this one up then. Uh, if you, uh, want to follow us on Facebook, uh, Scofflaw's A History of Blonde Disorder, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, ScofflawsCast. Uh, please donate to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash ScofflawS. What else? Uh, please do give us a rating and review on iTunes. Both the the star rating plus a review, that's sort of how iTunes algorithm works. And we'd really appreciate it. It helps get the word out on the podcast and get more people listening. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't have anything to plug, and it sounds like, uh, Kate's dog really wants to go outside and bark at things on the street, so... Yes, let me exactly. Get, let me get that dumb law pulled up. All right. All right, here we go. I got one from Missouri, and this is specifically University City, Missouri, and okay. it shows how important wording is in the realm of law. Okay. No person may own a PVC pipe. PVC or PEC? PVC, a plastic pipe. Like no the one's kind you would use own. for Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that that it's interpreted here is just like a like a plumbing pipe. Uh the actual law when I pull it up is talking about drug paraphernalia. But it's worded so poorly that it, it includes the ownership of plumbing paraphernalia. <laughs> Freezing. It's important. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Alright. This has been Scofflaw's History of Blind Disorder. My name is Sean, and uh, this is my co-host Kate. Say bye, Kate. Bye, Kate.